Welcome to Dear Husband, Dear Wife with Danny and Jenny Fuentes, a podcast about dating, marriage, and sex, where we break it down, keep it real, and unashamedly go there. Our goal is to foster a space that welcomes you to have conversations with us regarding these topics. And since we believe in seeking the truth about these topics, we guarantee to keep a biblical perspective in all things related. So go ahead and grab your favorite drink and or put those earbuds because it's about to get real. Hey, what's up, everybody, people of podcast world, the podcast world. Sorry. (laughs) Welcome to Dear Husband, Dear Dear Wife wife. with Danny and Jenny. Danny and Jenny. Fuentes. Fuentes, Fuentes, Fuentes. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. It's good to be back. Hello, everyone. Hope you guys are doing well. Um, How are you, baby? I'm okay. Yeah? Yes. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired and I'm hungry. That's true. That's true. So um, let's go ahead and talk about today's theme. Today's theme or today's subject for our podcast is um, compromising and non-negotiables. We are in the first years of marriage. We're kind of talking to the first years of marriage. So if you are... In your first years of marriage, this is for you. I think this applies to everybody, regardless. That's true. That's true. I mean, it's easy to talk about it, but I mean, nine, ten years down the road, you're gonna need a little refresher. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, welcome back, everyone. Today we're talking about not conflict and resolution, but compromising and non-negotiables in your marriage. So, let's talk about it. Let me go ahead and start with um, something that was told to me that I feel that it's a big lie now that I've been married for 10 years. No, nine years. We're going to be 10. It's going to be 10. But um, someone used to say to me, you shouldn't be with someone that you're not happy with. And that's a big bunch of... It's a load of of caca. (laughs) Big old dong. Just caca. (laughs) You shouldn't be with someone if you're not happy. I think that's something that we hear a lot, especially if you're dating. I think you hear that a lot. Your parents will probably tell you, oh, yeah, you shouldn't be with someone who doesn't make you happy. Or if you're married and you're going through some turmoil moments of your your life and season of your life, people can probably say, oh, yeah, you shouldn't be with so-and-so if he's not making you happy or if she's not making you happy. Since when was marriage about making us happy? Well, let's... (laughs) Let's, I mean, let's define that because we don't, I mean, we don't, we don't want to increase the divorce rate. That is true. No, that's what I'm saying. Far worse than what it is right now. That's what now. I'm saying. I'm saying. I think what Jenny's trying to say is we, we learned that as married, as married couples, technically it is not the, your spouse's responsibility to give you happiness. Ding, 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 ding. So, yes. Thank you, husband, for clarifying. Yeah. So <laughs> disregard what Jenny said earlier because I was like, you know, uh, Just to be fair, I just got in from... A downward spiral into, like, divorce and whatnot, but... <laughs> just to be fair, I just got in from Mexico last yeah. night, and so... Jenny has a big migraine right now, I, so... I kind of am doing this... Last week, she was slurring her words, <laughs> not making any sense for, like, the first five minutes. Today, 
she's saying things that could potentially end marriages. No, so. no, no. God forbid. I hope not. So I apologize again, for that. Yeah. The concept, again, is basically, you know, that it's not your spouse's responsibility to keep you happy. Yeah. That you are to find that um, level of happiness within yourself. That is true. Because if you can't find it within yourself, how is it possible that you can depend on someone to give you what you need? So, it, you know, it's it's one of those uh, learning points that we that we definitely learned that we had wrong since the very beginning because obviously you get married and, you know, everyone always says that, oh, I want my spouse to be happy or, you know, I want to make you happy. I want to make you happy. I want to make you happy. We, we constantly hear that. But in reality, that's actually something that we cannot do. Um, you can be happy with the person that you're with, but to assume that the person you are with will make you happy, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a much bigger uh, concept. Not only that, I feel like sometimes we've been given this um, assumption that marriage is about um, about your main goal about making yourself happy um, in your marriage. Sometimes we step into marriages assuming that our, it is our spouse's responsibility to make us happy. When in reality, we live in a world that completely despises the sacrificial side of marriage, if you think about it. I think a lot of the times we are such a self-centered world, at least here in the Western culture, we are extremely self-centered. And it's about us. It's about me. It's about what, what I can get out of it. When in reality, Scripture tells us that true love is this, if we are to lay down our lives for, for one another. So, And that's really what marriage is. You are constantly having to sacrifice. And you're constantly trying to... Um, Put your needs last and put your spouse's needs first. And that goes both ways. Um, and that's how we're diving into compromise. Because I think sometimes we we have this mi- misconception that in order for you to be happy, your spouse has to do everything for you. When in reality, part of that is most of that. It's actually your responsibility. And your partner is in addition of the blessing of being able to experience what it is to be happy when you are con- content and happy with who God has made you and what God has the, the hand that basically God has dealt for you yeah um yeah I think for us again it was definitely something that we had to learn um luckily we were fortunate enough to um learn that I would say at least at an at an early time in our marriage um but again, it's never too late to learn. You always you always find new things. You know, time changes, people change. Um, your your likes change, your dislikes change. What you used to, you know, what you would never do, or I would never wear this, or I would never wear that, or I would never eat this. You know, as time goes by, that kind of changes. Certain things, for sure, not everything, but at least within marriage, you know, there's there's constant change, and so. We always hope that change is for the better, you know, for the greater good within within marriage. But obviously that's not always the case for some people, for a lot of people. Yeah, one of the things that Danny used to say to me at the beginning of our marriage that would kind of really get to me, but then in reality he was saying the truth was that marriage is a two-way street. And sometimes we become very entitled in our marriages. Sometimes we think that marriage is about 
me or just about my needs, my wants, right? Like if, if you're listening to this and you're that individual, then I'm here to tell you, you got it all wrong. And really love is unconditional, right? So if love is unconditional and that's what God has taught us, then we need to be able to take a step back and realize where we are being unfair. I think also culturally that can play a big role. Um, if you're a, you come from a Latino culture, sometimes you see this marriage completely skewed where there's a machismo kind of you know thing going on. And it tends to be more like the man says, this is what I want, this is what I need. And the woman has to constantly fulfill it, right? And that's a very unfortunately unbalanced type of marriage also. And so for the men who are listening to this, I think you got to understand that in marriage, it's not about just what can the wife do for you, but it's what can you also do for your wife? How can you love your, your wife unconditionally? I think one of the biggest things that I've learned in my marriage is that my husband, and not to toot my own horn, but my husband is amazing. He really, really is. You know, um, This is true, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm one of a kind. There you is really absolutely are. nobody else in this world that's going to love the hell out of this woman. You really but are. Me. You really are. Despite our highs and our lows, he really is an amazing man. You know, so, he spoils me. I'm, I'm, I'm one lucky woman. He really... So all I could say is you're welcome, Jenny. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> Thank you, baby. The good Lord blessed you with someone as extravagant as me. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Get off your high horse, sweetie. Get off your high horse. Okay, just kidding, just oh. kidding. But no, but seriously, the point that I'm trying to make is here, this, that, you know, Danny has been a really good role model of what unconditional love is. He really has. You know, he doesn't expect a lot from me. And I need to learn how to preserve that and vice versa, return that unconditionally where I don't expect much from him, where I need to be able to say, yeah, I'm going to give in on this or I am. It's not really using the word giving in, but I am going to compromise on this or I am because I love my husband. I'm going to do something that he loves or something that he feels appreciated by or valued by. Yeah. Um, it's again, it's been it's been a learning uh, curve for me. Because, again, I mean, I didn't have, you know, the the perfect example from my parents. Um, growing up, from what I, rem- from what I remember, um, my dad basically kind of had this expectancy that, like, a hot plate needed to be ready by the time I got home kind of thing. And, you know, like, the, the wife does her duties. You know, if uh, the husband goes out to work, you know, makes, makes, the, makes the money and then comes home. And the wife, you know, stays home, takes care of the kids, all that stuff. Um, to some extent, it was kind of like that growing up. Um, but in regard to relationship between my parents, it was completely, uh, it was different. I didn't have that example. So I honestly didn't know. And, you know, now that I'm nine years married, I've, I'm still learning. Like, I'm still going through moments where I'm like, oh, okay, like, this is, this is something that I have to work on or this is something that I have to improve. And, you know, lately I've been feeling like like I definitely need to be uh, a helping hand, not just someone who goes off to work and here's my check, babe, you know, distributed in whatever areas we have to, but as someone that just actually comes home and, like, really, like, is there for her, helps her out. Because the truth is, all of you women out there that are married, you guys, you guys actually do a lot. 
I'm, I'm, I'm seeing something that I couldn't see before that a lot of married women do. And the fact that you women keep doing it and you could be dropped dead tired and exhausted, about to faint, and you're still going at 100%, that's, that's just how a lot of you women function. And, you know, for us guys, you know, we work a 40-hour week and we're, you know, we're hiding in our caves and we don't want to come outside. But... You know, for the most part, again, it's it's one of those things where I have to, I'm constantly reminded that this marriage is not just about Jenny doing stuff for me or things for me, but it's also about like, okay, how can I be what you are for me, hmm. for you? Yeah. If that if that makes any sense. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, it's... We've only had nine years. It hasn't been perfect. We've had our good days. We've had our bad days. But we're constantly learning. And I, I appreciate everything that Jenny does. And, again, I have to constantly remind myself, like, okay, I need to be better. I have to do better. It's easy to get comfortable. And that's and, and I think that's where the issue lies. Like it's, And trust me, I've, <laughs> I've had moments, literally, where jenny and i are watching a movie and then all of a sudden it's over and we're talking the next thing you know jenny's telling me that she does not feel satisfied and i'm like what (laughs) and in my mind like i thought we're okay like we haven't fought and you know but not it wasn't necessarily like oh i don't i'm not satisfied because we're not doing this or we're not doing that but mainly because of the fact that she really felt like she was the only one putting in a lot of energy into this marriage and she just felt that I wasn't reciprocating. So it was it was moments like that where I where I started to think like okay, like I this this marriage is not on cruise control. Mm-hmm. And I can't have it on cruise control. Um because it's just going to keep going and then you know, god forbid it it burns out and and then I'm going to be asking the 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 question why? What happened? What did I do? So you know, for all you guys out there who are married who feel like you might be in that situation, you know, I just, I, I encourage you guys, you know, to, you know, take a, take a moment, you know, pause, you know, put your life on pause a little bit and, and just really sit back and, and, and look into who your wife is to you and, and, and the things that your wife does for you. And if you can reciprocate that, if you can be that, that, that lifelong partner, um, then do so. And I don't, I don't think it's, um, you know, I, I don't think it's a concept of, oh, you know, like downgrading the the masculinity of of men because that's not the that's not the standard. Like, you know, instead, mm. we're we're definitely trying to to see a marriage and a relationship um, the way God sees it as. You know, women are fragile cups, and so. We have to treat them as such. We have to, and we also have to treat the the relationship in the same way. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that I've learned is that love does transform lives. And the way that Danny ends up loving me ends up transforming me more and more each and every single day, vice versa. The way that I love Danny ends up transforming him each and every single way. So it's easier to find ourselves in situations where we are willing to compromise or we are willing to say, okay, I am going to say, no to xyz so that my husband can feel loved and appreciated vice versa you know i I find danny saying no to xyz in order to make me feel loved and appreciated and you know people say oh and it's not about compromise it's you know it really is um 
And maybe biblically speaking, it in reality may not be the word, the proper word to say compromise, but it's really constantly laying down your life on a daily basis for your significant other. It's constantly saying, I'm going to put my life last, my desires, my decisions. And that's not neglecting at all, you know, your desires or, or if, if anything, you know, I, I feel like the more and more you do that, the more and more God provides opportunities for you to be able to exercise those desires. And it, it gives space for God to show up in your marriage in a way that you couldn't even imagine. And it also gives space for God to show up in a way in your personal life in, in regards to your desires. So, you know, God is a very intentional God and he does not make mistakes. He does not, you know, disregard our little afterthoughts. And the truth of the matter is this, it's that even your afterthoughts really do matter to God. So yes, okay, God, I am going to not do the, do this because, you know, my husband wants to spend time with me right now. And I realize I have not spent a lot of time with him. I'm going to give up watching whatever, in my case, Downton Abbey, you know, so that I can be, so that I can spend some time with my husband. Um, and at that moment, you know, it's it's just cultivating love and cultivating an opportunity for God to show up in my marriage. Vice versa, like Danny might be like, okay, fine, I'm not going to go and play my drums for an hour and a half because, you know, I want to make sure that my wife feels loved and I'm going to go ahead and, you know, either help her with cleaning the kitchen or we're going to eat dinner together because she's hungry right now, which you tend to do a lot for me, babe. So thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, it, you know, it's, it's those simple little actions of compromise that lead to really healthy marriages. Believe it or not, every single small little sacrifice that you make creates room for unconditional love to be part of your story. And unconditional love is what starts transforming lives. It starts what's transforming your husband. So if you're in a position right now, ladies, and I'm going to speak to ladies, like, like if you're in a position where you feel like, man, my husband gets on my nerves more than anything else, then the question I would probably ask you is what simple um, ways can you lay down your life for your husband? What are some things that he's asking of you that he has constantly been asking of you that you haven't really paid attention to? Where are you being stubborn also? Like, let's be real. We're all stubborn to some way. And I think we show that more to our spouses than we do um, to other people, you know, both men and women alike, you know, we can be very stubborn with each other. So it's like, where are you being stubborn? And for the men, I think, you know, taking and heeding what my husband was saying, you know, where can you lay down your own agenda to really love your wife? And it comes back to like the last two or three episodes that we were talking about listening, just the importance of listening to each other and being able to take the time to listen to one another. What are my desires? Why am I not happy? or what's making me feel this way, and being able to have the capacity and the space to communicate with each other transparently. And so, and then also being able to say, okay, this is where I am drawing the line, having healthy boundaries of being able to say, okay, no, these things need to get done, or, you know, I need to do this and that before I can do X, Y, Z. So having clear boundaries, but also being able to say, okay, where can I really compromise? Where can I say no, or where can I say yes to my husband or to my wife so that, you know, we can continue to proceed and, and do and do a healthy communication and have healthy marriage. Yeah, um, this 
something that I'm learning and that I'm still <laughs> I'm still learning today because I will admit I'm not good at it. Um, it's balancing. Um, I'm the kind of person that kind of takes certain things into like overdrive um, until I get sick of it, I get tired of it. And so balancing has been something that I've been working on. And in marriage, it's it's basically the same thing. You have to apply it. There has to be a balance. It's a, it's a two-way street, you know, and it's not just about the husband. It's not just about the wife, but it's about both parties. You know, how can both parties come to an agreement? How can both parties come to a conclusion um, of some sort? And, you know, those are the things that, you know, that we have to constantly think about because, again, marriage is, is constant work. You know, it's funny. Um, I'll share this other story. <laughs> um, I have a tendency of putting my foot in my mouth uh, when it comes to certain things that I, that I say. And I remember once, uh, not too long ago, maybe like a month, month and a half or two, um, we were all just hanging out. It was Jenny, me, her two sisters, two younger sisters and their, and their husbands. And, you know, I, I had asked a question, again, just a random question, just to carry a conversation. Um, and then the question was reciprocated to me in regards to, you know, what would I do um, if Jenny passed away? Like, would I remarry? And I said no. And so they asked why. And I said, well, why would I want to do this again? But, you know, Jenny, like, obviously, you know, women think completely different than men. Um, Jenny's like, what do you mean? Like, you don't want to do this again. And I, and I said, I'm like, it's tiring. It's exhausting, babe. And so she instantly assumed that my response was being reciprocated to our marriage at the moment. And so she was very, very upset. She was very upset. And, um, and so obviously I explained to her and I, and I, and I was telling her, I was like, Jenny, it wasn't, it wasn't in regard to like our marriage at the moment. I didn't mean right now I'm, I'm tired of being married, but what I meant was the concept of constant work. And it's like, Hey, we got nine years. Look at everything that we've been through in nine years, everything that we've, we've gone through, all the hurt, all the pain, the good days, the bad days. So, you know, I explained to Jenny, the thought of doing that again with someone else is, is what kind of sounds a little bit exhausting because it's not, it's not for everybody, unfortunately. You know, it's not, you know, some people just don't want that kind of commitment. And so, you know, they have the reasons why. Um, but for, for me, again, you know, I, I ended up putting my foot in my mouth because of that. But I made Jenny see that I wasn't referring to our marriage at the time. <laughs> but again, to the concept of, you know, it's hard work. And that's what it is. And the honest truth is that being married is, is hard. It's constant work. You have to, you have to work hard to, to be married and you have to work hard to maintain your marriage. And so, you know, again, it's it's something that that I have to constantly remind myself because I easily forget. 
and I just could easily get comfortable. And so I have to, I have to shake that off from time to time. Yeah, I do remember that conversation. It didn't go well for a couple of days, but I mean, you clarified it, so thank you for that. <laughs> but no, I think that's that's really that's really true. I think sometimes we get so discouraged when there's conflict in our marriage that we actually start. I think the danger is that we start asking ourselves, "It's like, oh my gosh, does he or she still love me the same way?" Um, mm. Or, or does you know, is this marriage even worth it? You know, like what's going on? Like why are we why are we having all these problems? But mm. I think one of the biggest things that um, I've learned that it's that love is possible in the midst of conflict. I think we tend to associate the word conflict with tension, anger, and emo and um, an emotionally draining uh, situation. Or we just assume it like it's just bad. Yeah, and conflict doesn't necessarily mean those things. You know, um, when we are led by the Spirit of Christ, we are able to love a person in front of us, and even in the midst of conflict. And I think that's that's the beauty mm -hmm. of it. That's why you know we come to the center of having Jesus uh, as the center of you personally, first and foremost, and then secondly, Jesus being in the center of your marriage. You know, um, true, hurtful words can never be taken back. The person in front of you um, is not to be taken for granted. But if you can't see beyond that um you have to understand that then I, that i'm challenging you to actually start understanding that the relationship that you have in front of you is a gift from god and that it needs to be nurtured and that's where compromise comes in that's where you are constantly loving one another um, we're not to be fighting each other um but we're fighting for us you know in situations like this we're, we're fighting for us and you have to see it that way i'm fighting for us i'm fighting for our marriage yeah and not for each other Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, conflict, you know, within within marriage again. It I think it all depends on how how all of you out there um, go about that because it's it's different for everybody, and obviously it's not something that everyone looks forward to within a marriage. But because we're all different, Jenny doesn't think like I do, and I definitely don't think like Jenny does. Um, you know, the way she approaches life, the way she approaches, you know, certain circumstances, you know, it's it's completely different than to how I approach them. So there are moments, there are times where Jenny and I disagree. Like she believes in something and I'm like, nope, I don't I don't see it that way. <laughs> and she might get a little, you know, upset, bothered, maybe even offended. But it's one of those things where it's like, hey, like it, You're entitled to your feelings. You have every right to feel how you want to feel. I can't change that. But just because we're married, I'm not just going to, okay, well, I guess she doesn't like it, so then I got to go with what she says because that's it. But it's about, like, just honoring and respecting each other. That, yeah. that, that in a marriage, you have two different people from completely different spectrums who have made the conscious decision to love one another. So mm. what does that look like? How do you love the person that upsets you? How do you love someone that you spend your rest of your life with every single day that knows you from in and out and can say one word and then boom, you're triggered, you're back at, you know, elementary with that memory of that one time and you're just your your blood's running hot. How do you how do you go about loving someone like that? You know, and, and again, it makes me, it also makes me think about how God, how the Lord chooses, you know, to constantly love us. I mean, we're, we're, we're messing up every day, mm -hmm. like literally every day. 
And the fact that we have a God who has the ability and the capability to just snap his fingers and, and completely wipe you off the face of the earth if he wanted to, but doesn't do it because he loves you that much. I mean, again, that's like the perfect example. I mean, not that we're going to go and completely terminate our spouses from the face of the earth. But again, if, if God can love us, knowing very well that we are, are weak and that we're going to mess up, how is it possible that we can't choose to love our spouses the same way? Yeah. And they are, and they are people that we can physically see, touch, and feel. No, I agree. I agree. If anything, you know, it's it's a constant reminder of what true unconditional love is and reminding yourself that God gives us grace when we screw up. Yeah. Therefore, you, <laughs> the best thing you can do is give yourself grace also yeah. when you screw up and also extend grace mm-hmm. when your husband or your wife screws up. You know, um, communication clears up any confusion. And I think that's the most important thing when it comes to compromising. It's being able to clearly communicate and say, hey, like, these are the things that I've been feeling and being able to say, hey, I need your support or I need your help in X, Y, Z. I really feel for moms, like moms who stay at home. uh, You know, we tend to disregard that as a profession. But more and more, the older I get, moms do a lot. Working moms do way too much. Way too much. And in the, ooh, sorry about that. And in the same way, you know, like, um, we just find ourselves to be in a position where, like, um, sorry, not we, but working moms find themselves in a position where they're constantly going on the go from the moment that they wake up or the child wakes them up to the moment, you know, the child goes to bed. And even at that, they are hardly ever, you know, taking time for themselves to be able to self-care for themselves. So if you are a stay-at-home mom over there, like, listening to this, I want to say that I applaud you yeah. and we admire you. Danny and I always talk about amazing moms who stay at home. Working moms. Yes, for sure. And then if you're a husband who has a wife who stays at home with your children, like seriously, learn to Cherish. love. Yeah. Appreciate. Learn to love that woman. Love the hell out of your wife. Yes, yes. And find ways where you can compromise to make yeah. her feel loved and valued. So I just, you know, we just want to encourage you in reality um, in this episode that compromising takes time. And and the big, big fat lie that we tend to believe many of the times is that, you know, we, yeah, that we, in order for us to be happy, our spouses need to make us happy. But if we can circle back to the first point is, yeah, you are responsible of your own happiness, but you need to communicate that. Yeah. And your spouse needs to know what makes you happy and why yeah and yeah communication is key guys very simple but we still don't have it down to a t no and then it's okay <laughs> it's okay for you to yeah. lay down your life it's okay for you to say i'm gonna lay down my life today for my husband and vice versa i'm gonna lay down my life for my wife today and i'm gonna love her because or i'm gonna love him because that's what it does unconditional love changes lives and that's what slowly starts transforming your life your marriage and your personal life if definitely, if definitely you are in a rocky situation. And if not, then it just makes it grow if you are thriving. Yeah. Well, well our time has come. That's our nugget. Our little nugget. <laughs> our nugget of experience. Yeah. And we just pray that you have a wonderful week. And, hey, shoot us an email or let us know how we're doing. Yeah, um, share with us your thoughts. Yeah, definitely. If there's anything that you want us. If you want to critique us, that's fine, too. <laughs> 
or if there's anything you want us to share or you, you want us to talk about, we are taking emails. So you can go ahead and just email contact at dannyandjenny.com. And we look forward to hearing from you. And hey, we're praying for each and every single couple out there. We love you guys. And thank you for listening. Yeah. Have a good one. Until next week. Thank you for tuning in. We really enjoyed hanging out with you. If you really enjoyed hanging out with us too, then we ask you for one simple favor. Go ahead and leave us a review and let us know how we did. We thank you so much and we really appreciate your time. We look forward to seeing you next week. Adios.